You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And this episode, today's episode has been brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Now, folks, we've got a few things to talk about here. We've got the women's basketball game as well as the men's basketball game uh, to discuss, as well as the national championship for football and whether or not uh, there is a, a chance or a lane that NC State could move into the territory that Clemson uh, was at. And so we'll we'll discuss that a little bit uh, as well here. But I want to start off with the men, okay, because they dropped another close one, this one being a 65-70 loss to Clemson. And there were... There were a lot of people who were very upset about this loss because Clemson was not coming in as a great team. As a matter of fact, they were uh, we were one-point favorites in this game. And so people are looking like, well, what happened? How did we not uh, take advantage of a situation where in a year where we're not going to be favored often, we were here? So how did we not uh, make this game happen? How did we not win this game? And... It's pretty simple. Honestly and truly, it's pretty simple. We didn't have the horses in the stable as far as our bigs go. Um, this 65-70 to 70 loss was a direct product of that, right? So if I'm looking at what we did, Darian Sebron did Darian Sebron things, of course. Goes off for 27-7, three assists, uh, two steals, one block, only two turnovers there. And he was 9 of 20 shooting, 2 of 5 from deep. Thomas Allen chipped in more than he chipped in all year uh, for the most part with 10 points, four of nine from the field, uh, two of four from deep, three rebounds. Now, here's the thing. Not only did Terquavion Smith have an ice cold shooting game because he did not hit a shot all game, but on top of that, our bigs got dominated. That's the reality. Ebenezer Dewana had no answer for P.J. Hall. Hell, nobody did. Nobody did. That's the reality. P.J. Hall and uh, David Collins were very hard for us to either stop or keep off the boards. And that's that's always going to be a losing recipe. That is always going to be a losing recipe. We did so many things well in so many other regards. Nick Honor, a player that has been a, a prolific score for Clemson for multiple years now. We pretty much shut him down. You look at what what he did in the game as far as uh, scoring-wise, he scored eight points, right? The four free throws that he hit were all at the end on intentional fouls. In reality, if you take away the intentional foul points that he had, the man had four points to a 10 shoot. We did our job in that regard, but we did not do enough to stop Mr. Hall. And that's the reality. P.J. Hall dominated us. It was not close. It was not 
he was the best big on the floor by a mile. And that's, I mean, as much as people like to say, oh, we got to stop talking about Manny, stop talking about Manny, stop talking about Manny. There are times when you got to be honest with yourself and admit, hey, this meant something here. And y'all have heard me before criticize Keats when he needs to be criticized. That timeout call was heavily criticized by me. It is still one of the more unthinkable calls that I've seen yet, yet this year. Or not just this year as in this calendar year because we're, we're only a few days in. But that's one of the worst calls that I've seen in my lifetime as a coach, as a head coach. That's that's one of the worst. That's, I mean, the only other coach that I've seen call something worse than that was a Little League coach of mine that I later found out was on hard drugs at the time that he made the bad call. Coach Keats is down. So that's there's that. Again, I have no problem critiquing Coach Keats when it's fair. I have no problem saying, hey, he needs to step up. He needs to do more. He needs to do better when those moments hit. But the reality is, I don't know how much you can expect to do uh, when another team's big is hot and we just don't don't have it, don't have the personnel to make something shake against it. That's just the reality. That's just the reality, okay? And I know. I know we are at that point in his tenure where it's hard to say, well, you still don't have the players. It is at that point in his tenure where you say a Jalen Gibson could be replaced with a player that could do something positive for us. That's fair. That's fair. That is fair to say. All fair. I am all for fair criticism. I am all for criticism that are like, hey, you know what? It makes sense. I'm all for it. But there was uh, some some tweets that went out about uh, how, you know, we can't keep saying, oh, boy, do we miss Manny and all that. And it's like, but the reality is missing one of the elite, elite interior defenders in the country means something in a game where you get dominated by a big. And that's what happened. That's what happened. The other games that we've lost where it was not so much on our bigs as a, a whole team effort or something like that, the Richmond game, the Wright State game, things like that. I have no problem. I have no problem. Even the Miami game, I have no problem saying, hey, listen, there's no way Wong should have got off like he did. There's no way uh, the Wright State should have had as many players in double digits as they did. There's no way that we should have shot the way we shot from the free throw line playing Richmond. I have no problem saying those things. But this was a game where, again, they, we just did not have a big, that could answer uh, the call that P.J. Hall was putting out. We just didn't. We just didn't. I mean, the young man, he dropped 20 points on 10 to 16 shooting, uh, five rebounds, and and David Collins, uh, he only scored five points, but he had 11 rebounds. So there's there's what you're looking at there. And P.J. Hall also had uh, four blocks. So, yeah, there's there was a lot. There was a lot there. There was a lot of things uh, that those guys did well enough to get the win. And that's, again, it started and ended with P.J. Hall. And so uh, it wouldn't be fair to say, you know, this this is not uh, excusable in any way, shape, form, or fashion for Keats. It's, it's just not. It's just not. And let me just say one more thing before I end this segment. Because, again, I have no problem criticizing Keats. And, and during the game, to me, it was 
when Jaquagan Smith goes all five to me, it's a mistake to not sit him down and say, okay, here's, here's the next progression in you being a really good player. You figure out different ways to affect the game. If you're shooting, if you're scoring, if your ability to create shots for yourself off the dribble are not there today, that's all right. What else can you do to affect the game in a positive manner? Are you going to come up large defensively? Are you going to uh, um, be a, a playmaker and distributor and figure out ways to, to get the ball around to everybody who needs it? What are you going to do? Because not only was he 0 for 7, he had five turnovers against one assist and two steals. So to me, if I'm Coach Keats, I'm like, hey, listen, come sit down next to me because right now you're being a net negative in every way possible. And this is not a, a moment where I'm punishing you or, or saying that you're not good or that you're – this is one of those moments where I need you to understand. I have faith in you. I believe in you. But in this moment, I think that it's we're, we're best suited with you having to sit down and watch and, and letting this thing slow down for you a little bit. And I know some people would disagree with that. Some people would say, well, Coach Keats did the right thing in playing them because at the end of the day, you want to get your guys out there and, and so they can uh, kind of play through those bad stretches so they learn what works for them and getting out of it. But he didn't get out of it. Again, 0 for 7, five turnovers against one assist, two steals, um, and, and three rebounds. Only two points came from the free throw line. That like, you know, but anyway, as I was saying, I want one thing to be clear. People need to stop saying Westmore needs to be our head men's basketball coach. Y'all need to stop it. And this is, uh, when I say y'all, I'm not saying all the Wolfpack Nation. It's not a majority. But again, I'm going to start, I'm going to talk to the loud minority here for just a second uh, before we go to break. The fact of the matter is simple. Not only does it devalue what uh, what our women's basketball team has done and the growth and and uh, prominence of women's basketball now via saying, hey, you have done a good job, therefore you should be promoted to the men's game because the men's product is superior. It also, it also greatly undermines, like, at the end of the day, our program is not in a great spot right now, and we have been in great spots before. We have won a championship. We have done good things in basketball before. But we don't want to be in a situation where um, a coach knows if I'm coming into this situation, even if I have a shorthand by things that are completely out of my control, the fan base will be that of, hey, I want to get rid of you. I want to get rid of you. Again, we're talking about a guy who is short scholarships, who has had none and done, who had the one of the best bigs in the country play three minutes. He played three minutes this season. So again, respect Coach Moore, respect women's basketball, respect that he is happy where he is, respect Coach Keats enough that, again, even if you are much further to the camp of Coach Keats needs to go than I am, and you're like, he needs to go yesterday, that is fine. That is fine. That is good. That is dandy. But there are many other ways to express that other than saying, oh, Coach Coach Moore needs to come on over and, and coach the women's, I mean, coach the men's team. It's unnecessary and it's goofy, all right? Let's, let's not start the new year off with that energy. 
But one thing that we should start the new year off with is Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions are being made. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, making sure uh, that you, you know, lose some pounds, you want to do so with Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes better than a candy bar most of the time. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike other proteins, which can be chalky or waxy or, or just plain hard to chew down, tasting like a chemical pill or something like that, you do not have to worry about that with Built Bar. If you want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring that by the third week of the year, you're like, ah, this just ain't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Don't worry. Built Bar's got you covered because it's covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, uh, and 17 grams of protein. So compare that to a candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You've won. You've won already, okay? So... Make sure that you go to build.com and use promo code uh, LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So the next thing that we've got to talk about is the women's basketball team continuing their undefeated uh, undefeated start to their ACC season by beating Miami on the road 76-64. to And in this game, it was tough early. Miami came out playing really tough basketball, and we were very sloppy. We were very sloppy with the ball early, but we got it together. We figured it out. We found a way. We found a way. And also, this was a game where, I mean, we, not only did we win, we won by a, a fairly decent margin. I I don't think that we're that team yet to where, like, any game that's not won by 20, we should be looking at ourselves and saying, oh, my God, what did we do wrong? Like, I just don't think we're there. And I, I honestly don't like when teams get there because it's kind of unnecessary. Uh, but, again, we – we did what we had to do. Um, the, the good from this game, the way that we shot from deep and from the free throw line, we did very, very good things as far as ball movement, as far as uh, player movement, as far as getting folks open and, and finding uh, players. Alyssa Cunane did Alyssa Cunane things, with nine, led all scores with uh, 19 points and five rebounds, went eight for 10 on the night, and, and again, she did her thing. She did what she's expected to do. Kayla Jones had a typical Kayla Jones night where she does a little bit of everything, right? Not the leader in, in a bunch of categories, but she just does a little of everything. 11 points, two rebounds, six assists, one block, one steal, no turnovers, four of six from the field, three of four from deep. That's what you look for from her. That is really and truly what you look for um, because at the end of the day, that's what 
is is her trademark. She affects the game in multiple ways. In multiple ways. It is just like I was talking about earlier with the Craven Smith, where oh, if his shot isn't falling, everything else kind of struggles and, and goes to the wayside. Kayla Jones is the exact opposite. But tonight her shot or that night her shot was falling as well. So that's that's the beauty there. Uh Diamond Johnson off the bench had 16 um 16 two assists, three rebounds and uh four steals, but she also had five turnovers. So between her and Raina Perez, there were nine turnovers there. Raina Perez had six uh points off two threes and and at the end of the day, we want to see a little bit better from our guards in terms of taking care of the ball. Um we had 13 turnovers on the night, nine came from them. We want to see a little better there, but again, it's being nitpicky. It's being really, really expecting perfection to a point. So a double-digit win in conference is a double-digit win, especially in a conference like ours. I mean, you would think um, you would think that you know Miami is a, a a really, really rough team, or whatever the case may be, and and you know they they're just a terrible team that we should run away with the game with by a mile. That's not the case, right? Like, yes, we've won the last few matchups against Miami, but they've always played us. Uh, they've always played us tough when we're in Coral Gables. That's just the reality. Um, the last time we were in Coral Gables, I want to say was 2020, and we barely escaped, barely, just barely escaped with a win late season there. Um, the last couple times before that, I want to say the last at least four or five times before that in Coral Gables, we lost every time. So we're – this team is doing what they need to do, um, figuring out ways to win. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. Like Airbnb said, the game ain't about the numbers. It's about the alphabets. And the only alphabets that matter is did you get a W? Did you get an L? We walked away from this game with a W. We walked away with a conference W. Um, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see where things go uh, from this point for this team because – there's so much to be still to be seen uh, for the rest of the season. Like, yes, I think that Virginia is a team that, you know, folks aren't, aren't really too worried about um, as far as what their women's basketball team is. I don't think that they've got uh, a win against a, a winning team all season. Uh, but with that being said, we still should not take this team lightly and assume uh, that we're going to go ahead and, and whoop the wheels off them and dominate them just because we beat them earlier in the season by a boatload. If anything, that should give you more reason to say they're going to come out ready. They're going to come out not trying to be embarrassed by 20-some-odd points uh, again. And they're coming off a 36-point loss to Georgia Tech. So, again, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be fired up. Uh, we're going to have to go to Charlottesville to play them. I, this is one of those games that you say this is not about the score. This is not about the opponent. This is about us. How well do we execute? How well do we impose our will and get the things that we want to get done, done? Because at the end of the day, if you look at the scoreboard in a game like this, you'll be you'll put yourself in a position where you could potentially be lax on your fundamentals after quarter one. And what's the problem there? Number one, it opens up the window for a team to come back. But number two, it establishes bad habits going forward that can be exploited by better teams. And you never want that. You want to always 
even when you're playing against an inferior opponent, put your foot on their neck. Don't let up. Do things against them the same way you would against number one. So that way, when you're playing number one, when you're in the Final Four, when you're in the Elite Eight, when you're in the ACC tournament, when you're playing Louisville, you've already got good habits established. So that's that's what I want to see um, out of this team Thursday and when they head on down to Charlottesville. That's that's all I want to see there, all right? Another thing I want to see out of all my listeners is signing up for Get Upside. Wolfpack Nation, Get Upside is the GOAT app. This thing is an incredible app that everybody that buys gas needs to know about. Some of my listeners are making up to $0.25 cents back cash back on every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE. And you can get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore, folks. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents back per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 in a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cashback gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, your PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. So we're about to land this thing, uh, but Wolfpack Nation, again, the loss to Clemson is disappointing. Our men's basketball team has to play better. We have to get uh, more help. We have to do more. Everybody whose name is a Sebron, Darian Sebron needs to pick it up. Ultimately, that's what we need to see here. We need to see more from the other guys. Because I'll tell you what, if this NC State team can find a way to win a decent amount of ball games, Darian Sebron will be in the ACC player of the year talks. He'll be right there. Even with his reluctance to shoot so far this season, he is being mentioned as a late-round guy in the NBA. I am telling you, this team, we've got to give them some help. The women's team, they keep rolling. They keep doing what they're doing. I want to see them uh, do the same thing Thursday when they uh, head up to Virginia. We'll see, all right? Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.